The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the very first episode of Experiences Unexplained. My name is Jesse Clark, and I am the creator and host of this podcast. This podcast is targeted to those who absolutely love the topic of the paranormal, and also for those who are skeptic of the paranormal. This podcast is also a great resource for those looking for answers about their experiences with the paranormal. My goal for this podcast is to simply create a community for the paranormal that people feel like they have a safe place to talk about it. More often than not, when we try to bring up these strange and unusual topics in everyday conversation, depending on the person that you are talking to about your paranormal experience, you may receive some backlash or skepticism And I don't want it to seem like it's not okay to be a skeptic. It totally is. And I think we should all kind of investigate with a skeptic mentality. You know, it's very easy to want to believe in something and want it to be true. But when you have that skeptic mentality, you don't want to believe it. So when you actually find some groundbreaking, undeniable evidence or have that experience... It makes it that much more groundbreaking. So I want to ask you, the listener, do you have a personal paranormal experience that you want to share on this podcast? I would absolutely love to hear from you, the listener. In fact, that's why I made this podcast, was to hear stories like yours. I absolutely love hearing paranormal experience stories. And I love to hear what people think about it. 
And I think to really have an authentic feel to the show, I need to hear these stories from the mouths of the people that experience these things. This is why my number one preferred method of you submitting your story is to call our hotline. That phone number to the Experiences Unexplained hotline is 1-270-290-0900. Again, the phone number for our hotline is 1-270-290-0900. You can leave a voicemail at this hotline and that voicemail will be a mp3 file that I will play on this podcast. Now, it's important to note that there is a five-minute time limit on the voicemails that you can leave. Now, if your story is longer than five minutes, simply just call back and continue where your story got cut off. I didn't make it a requirement to leave your name or your location while leaving your story. However, The more detail that you can leave to add to your story, the better. And perhaps you may be able to connect with someone in the same location or area that has experienced something similar, and that can help us find some answers and work together. So now that I've introduced sort of the layout of this podcast, I would like to discuss my history with the paranormal and what got me started and interested in this topic. Many people have asked me why I chose the paranormal to start a podcast over, and I think that's a fair question. If you don't know me very well, you probably don't know that I have an interest in the paranormal or that I have these experiences. My interest in the paranormal started at a very young age. The house that was my childhood home and the home where my parents still reside is a pretty old home. I believe my mother told me that it was built in the year 1890, so with any building that's that old and has that much history, it's not unusual to hear weird sounds or bumps in the night. However, there is quite a big difference between just hearing a house settling and little creaks in the night versus undeniable paranormal activity. And that, my friends, is what I have made this show to talk to you about, the paranormal. Just to give you all a little bit of context, I was born and raised in a small town in central Kentucky. There's only a population of about 8,000 people in this small town, and it is surrounded by horse farms. And needless to say, there's just not much for young kids to do in this town. So when we were bored and trying to stay out of trouble, sometimes what we would do is we would just try to investigate in the paranormal, whether it be in our own creepy house or going to the local cemetery, whatever weird place that gave us a weird vibe, we would go and try to see if we could find some evidence. Now, my parents are pretty religious people. I was born and raised to believe the Christian faith. And we would go to church at least three times a week. And within the Christian faith, they teach you to be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord. 
or in otherwise, when you die, you go to heaven. So my father would often tell us, you know, by getting this evidence and trying to communicate with spirits or ghosts, we weren't dealing with spirits or energy that used to be people. We were messing with something that we shouldn't be messing with and that we should just leave it alone. And that's a pretty common belief within the Christian faith, and I respect that. But as little kids in a small town that lived in a creepy house, we couldn't help but be a little bit curious and wanted to learn a little more about it. And it wasn't just us that had this curiosity. We would have friends come over and they would just have a weird feeling while being at our house. There would be certain rooms in the home that we would somewhat, you know, if we were playing truth or dare, we would be like, I dare you to go in this room and turn the lights off and stay in there for 30 seconds or for a minute, you know, just because that room gave us such a weird vibe. And there would be times when friends would plan to stay the night and they just ended up leaving early and not wanting to stay the night. And, you know, our childhood home just became known as the creepy haunted house. I would say that my father is a little bit more of a skeptic than my mother is. We could be literally sitting there in the same room together and we would hear, maybe we would be downstairs and we'd hear somebody walking upstairs. And I'd be like, what is that to my dad? And he would just be like, I don't know what that is. And just kind of leave it at that. Now, my mom is a little bit more accepting and not quite as big of a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal, mainly due to the fact that she's had a little more experience in it than my dad has. In fact, her childhood home was haunted as well. Their family had a spirit that messed with them in their house, so much so that they even named this spirit and gave them the name Bert. So anytime we experienced something weird in the house, we would often tell our mom and she would be a little more creeped out about it than my dad would. He would kind of just brush it off like no big deal. So given that my parents were so religious and didn't really encourage us to investigate or pursue the paranormal, being rebellious little kids that we were, it only made us that much more interested and wanted to pursue the paranormal and try to figure this stuff out. Which, what brings us to today? Me being a 27-year-old and creating a podcast about the paranormal. Uh, it just never really left me. This topic has always fascinated me, and I just love it. Now, I think it's only fair for me to tell some of my own personal paranormal experiences before I can even ask you all to submit your own. So that's what I'm going to do now. All of the stories that I will share with you guys tonight are going to take place in my childhood home and really give you guys an idea of what got me interested in the paranormal to begin with. There were times in my parents' home where you would just feel weird. Like you weren't alone or that somebody was watching you. And this feeling was especially present at nighttime. Whenever we wanted to go downstairs to the kitchen for a snack, we would actually plan out our trips beforehand and try to get down to the kitchen and back to our bedrooms as quickly as possible. 
we would sit there and think, okay, what snack do I want to get? What part of the cabinet or refrigerator or pantry is this snack at? And how quickly can I grab it, run back, and be back in my bedroom? And then we would just run down the steps as quickly as possible and try to make it back. But the whole time that we were running downstairs trying to be quiet and not wake up someone, it felt like either there was someone sitting there watching us while we were running downstairs or it felt like someone was literally running behind us on our heels the whole time. Now, I can't say that this is paranormal. Maybe it's just kids being paranoid or scared, but... The feeling was definitely there, and it was present, and you can't deny that it's just a little weird in your childhood home to feel that way. There would also be little noises and things that we would hear throughout our house. For example, we would be downstairs and hear walking upstairs in a bedroom above us, and vice versa. If we were upstairs, sometimes we'd hear walking or talking downstairs. There was also moments where we heard things like, a light switch turn on even though the light didn't turn on there would be a specific sound that a light switch made when you flipped it on in certain rooms and we would hear that but the lights wouldn't come on and we just had all sorts of those little small strange little noises that shortly thereafter became pretty normal for us to hear now some of you all might be a little skeptical about this first story that i'm going to tell you I can't for sure say that this is paranormal, but I can tell you that I was there when this happened, and it's very hard to explain away with logic. I believe at the time this experience occurred, my brother and I and my friend Marcus were around the age 12 or 13, so preteen years, old enough to know what's going on, you know. And as I previously mentioned, there's really not much in our small town for kids to do. So obviously we were pretty bored. And the best idea that we could come up with that day was to have a pillow fight. So we were upstairs in my parents' home in the hallway and we were having a pillow fight. Now, my parents' upstairs hallway is in the shape of like a U. So imagine on one side, there's a long hallway, and then it curves around to like the bottom of the U, where it's short, and that's where the stairway comes up, like the middle of the U, the stairway from downstairs. And then the other side of the hallway of the U is a wider hallway, where there's probably about an extra five or six foot of the hallway over there. Now, me and my buddy Marcus was having a one-on-one pillow fight over on the wider side of the hallway. And my brother was on the more narrow side of the U-shaped hallway. And he was walking over towards us to... And he was walking over towards us to get in on some of the fun. And as my brother walked past the stairway, he actually fell down the steps. And he got up and he was pretty pissed and he was upset and angry and said he was pushed. Now, my friend Marcus and I, we actually weren't even close enough to push him. And besides, we were fighting with pillows, so it wasn't like we actually wanted to hurt each other or cause harm to one another. And that just made it all the more weird. We were like, man, we were over here 
we didn't push you, we swear. And it the whole experience just kind of left us all scratching our heads. Like, we didn't immediately jump to the conclusion, like, oh, he was pushed by a ghost or a spirit. You know, we were legitimately trying to figure out, hey, did he fall? But my brother swears up and down. It felt like he was pushed by someone. And that's why he was upset. Now, to give a little bit more legitimacy to this story, I think it's important to note that my brother, myself, and Marcus were all pretty avid skateboarders at the time. We had fairly good balance. I would even say probably better than the average human because we were always skateboarding and practicing. So... I don't find it likely that my brother just lost his balance, fell down the stairs, and said it felt like he was pushed. As a skateboarder, we're very familiar with falling down, especially if you're not as good. So it is something you become used to, falling. And there's a quite a big difference between falling on your own and being pushed. And that is why I 100% believe my brother and I think he was pushed by something that day, but I can't 100% come out and say that was a paranormal experience, although it was very, very strange. That's the difference between that previous story and the story I'm about to tell you. I personally feel that there is no denying that this next story is 100% paranormal. This experience happened... Still at my childhood home, but I was much, much older. My brother and my sister both had grown up and moved out of the house, and I would be moving out of the house just a year or so afterwards. I was around 20 years old at the time. I distinctly remember that this event occurred around Christmas time. If you all are from my hometown, you know which house is my parents' house. And you know they go all out for Christmas. I think it goes hand in hand with them being religious Christian folk. And it is my mother's absolute favorite holiday. So they always go all out. Their house is literally lit up like a birthday cake around December. And every room inside the house is also decorated. I'm talking about even the hallways. The bathrooms, the hand towels are Christmas, the toilet seat covers are Christmas, in the kitchen, the tablecloth, the salt shakers, everything is Christmas. It was dinner time, and I was sitting downstairs in the kitchen with my mother and my father and myself, and we were having dinner, when all of a sudden our dinner was interrupted with a huge bang. So my natural reaction for being curious and wanting to know what that bang was, I sprung up from the table and left the kitchen and I immediately saw one of my mother's Christmas decorations laying in the floor across the hallway. I don't know how familiar you are with Christmas decorations, but I'm sure you have seen one of these. It was a little like two foot doll that's considered like a motionette a lot of time during christmas you'll see people have uh santa claus or mrs claus or a reindeer and there'll be a little cord that you can plug into the wall to make like their arms or their heads kind of move they're already kind of creepy on their own let's be honest 
but that is exactly the kind of decoration that had been flung across the hallway. It was this little two-foot-tall doll. It was this girl who was dressed in Christmas clothes, like red and white, and she held a little candlestick and moved her arms back and forth. Well, this doll had been slung with such force that it was flung all the way across the hallway, became unplugged from the power strip that it was plugged in, and was laying face down on the floor. And I told my parents what the noise was, and we just didn't really know what to think of it. It was another one of those situations where we just scratched our head and was just like, that's that's really weird, and it can't really be explained. At the time of this story, my parents did have two pets, but they were both elderly. One was a little cat, and one was a miniature toy poodle. The dog was actually in the kitchen with us, and because he was so old, he had become blind, and he couldn't get around very well. So there's no way that he slung this doll across the hallway and unplugged it from the wall. And it's the same story with the cat. She wasn't blind, and she wasn't in as bad of shape, but she was definitely getting up there in age, and she was small from the beginning. She was always a small cat, and I just don't think that it was very likely for her to run into this doll or push it over and sling it so hard that it becomes unplugged from the power strip. These are exactly the kind of stories that I want to hear for this podcast. Experiences and stories that can't be explained away using logic and just kind of leaves us guessing at what really happened. If you are enjoying this podcast or this topic is right up the alley of someone you know, please, please tell them about this podcast. Given that this is a new podcast, I would love for you all to spread the word and recommend it to your friends and family. And while you're at it, if you could be kind enough to leave a five-star review for the podcast on whichever app you listen to podcasts on, I would greatly appreciate it. Good reviews mean more listeners, and more listeners means more stories that could be submitted. Now for my last and final story of this episode. This is probably one of the most prominent and distinct experiences that I had in my parents' home. One of the common occurrences in my parents' home was actually disembodied typing on our family computer. I would say over the course of about three or four years, there were nights where we would just hear frequent typing on our computer upstairs. It wasn't predictable, it wasn't consistent, it didn't happen every single night, but it happened pretty frequently. And on this particular night, I was around nine or ten years old, It was around 2.30 in the morning, and I really had to go pee really bad. But from my bed, I could already hear the typing going on vigorously. Sometimes when my brother and I were super scared and we didn't want to go out to the bathroom, being the little mischievous boys that we were, sometimes we would open our second-story bedroom window and actually pee out the window. It's probably not the best thing to do, seeing as we lived right in the middle of town, right off of High Street and Main Street, but 
we still did it sometimes because we were little kids and we were scared and we didn't really care. However, this night, my brother wasn't awake. It was 2.30 a.m. I didn't want to wake him up by opening up the window and I just, I couldn't hold it. I had to go to the bathroom. So I eventually worked up the courage and I made a plan and I figured if I tiptoed to the bathroom and I didn't make much noise, maybe the ghost would just keep typing, wouldn't pay any attention to me, and I could just run back to the bedroom, and it'd all be over. So I open my bedroom door as I hear the typing continuing, and I tiptoe to the bathroom. Luckily for me, the bedroom that my brother and I shared was the closest to the upstairs bathroom, so I begin to tiptoe and make my way towards the bathroom quietly. The upstairs bathroom was actually directly across from the room where we had our family computer. If you remember from the story earlier, I said that this uh, hallway was in a U-shaped. So imagine one side of the U the bathroom is on and directly across on the other side of the U-shape is where that computer room was. And because the computer room was directly across from the bathroom, I felt like I should leave the bathroom door open. I wanted to be able to see what was going on, even though I couldn't see anyone sitting there typing, although I heard the typing happening. I was just terrified that if I closed that bathroom door and did my business, when I went to leave and open that door, that ghost would just be standing there outside the door waiting for me, so I was freaked out. So while keeping the door open, I begin to pee, start my business, and all of a sudden, I hear the typing cease, and it just completely stops. The desk chair that we had in front of the computer was extremely squeaky. It was one of those metal fold-out chairs, and anytime you sat down in it or stood up, or situated to get comfortable, it would be very loud and squeaky. And just as the typing stops, I hear the chair squeak as if someone stood up out of it and it kind of scoots a little across the floor as if being pushed out to walk away. And then I hear footsteps. So needless to say, I cut this trip to the bathroom short because I hear the typing stop, the chair scoot like somebody stood up out of it, and then footsteps starting to walk towards me. I completely stop peeing. I make a beeline back to my bedroom. I jump in bed and just put the covers over my head. I'm not sure why I did this. I don't know why kids feel like if you're under the covers and you can't see the boogeyman, they can't see you, but That's just where my mentality was, and that's what I did, and I will never forget that night. So there you guys have it. There's a few of my own little personal experiences just from my childhood home. I really hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. I just wanted to lay out the general idea of this podcast for the first episode and just shed a little light on why I'm interested in the paranormal, how I got started and just sort of introduce myself in the show to you all. And just to further emphasize again, I want to hear from you, the listener. I only have so many personal experiences and stories that I can tell, 
that's why I want to open up the lines and really hear from you all and hear your story. Again, if you would like to have your story featured on an episode of this podcast, please visit experiencesunexplained.com and click on the Submit Your Experience tab. You can also leave a voicemail on our hotline, which is the preferred method of submitting your story. Again, that hotline number is 1-270-290-0900. If you're listening to this right now, that means you held on tight and stuck through the whole first episode, so I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I really hope you let me hang out with you the same time next week. There will be a new episode every Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's crazy times that we're living in during this pandemic and everything going on in the world. So please remember, just self-care is important. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Keep your eyes to the skies. You never know what you'll see. And most of all, stay spooky, my friends. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.